0: Welcome back to the Shia in Project Lakutas Tiches. Today we will be learning the second Tzichas for Pasha Zvayetze in Chelik volume 15 of Lakutas Tiches, on page 231 in Chelik This is a very, very packed Tzichas. Uh, Hundreds of details are interwoven. And uh, there's a theme that runs through it all. But on that theme, the Rebbe hangs explanations on diverse ideas. So we're going to focus on the theme. And several of the ideas that Rebbe brings out along that line, because of the length of the sticha, we will not manage to cover all the details, but we'll get the gist of it. The Gemara says that the base Hamikdosh is called a bayis, a house, in line with what Yaakov Avinu called the place where he slept. When he woke up and he realized that this is a godly place, he named it Beis Kale, the house of Hashem. Said the Gemara, this is unlike Abram Avinu who called it a mountain, Unlike Yitzchak Avinu who called it a field, Avraham Avinu referred to the mountain which Hashem appears, and Yitzchak Avinu refers to the field blessed by Hashem. In contrast to those two, Yaakov Avinu refers to it as their house. What's the significance of that? That the two mount mountain and field do not indicate a permanent dwelling. A house does. So now the Gemara says the pasuk in Yeshayah chapter two, which says that in time to come, all the nations will will come to. The base Tammidosh thing. Let us go to base Eleke Yaakov. Let us go to the house of the God of Yaakov. Why the God of Yaakov? Because it was precisely Yaakov Avinu who gave it the designation house. Unlike Avram Avinu who gave it the name mountain, and Yitzchok who gave it the name field. So we need to understand it would seem that if Yaakov Avinu called the Beit Hamikdash a place the permanent holiness then it would seem that this ought to be reflected in the kind of life and divine service that Yaakov Avinu practiced. As a matter of fact of all the three of boys, Yaakov was the least settled, spending years first running away from Esau and then having to be as a fugitive in the home of his uncle Lovan, who harassed him and cheated him. And finally, he has to go back and confront Esau. In fact, the only 17 years of his life, which were tranquil, With the last 17 years, when he was in Egypt, looked after by his son, Yosef, who was the viceroy of Egypt. That's it. Throughout his life, he had troubles of various kinds. He was the least settled, the least house-like. So why is it? Said the Rebbe. Let's go back to that postic in Yeshaya, which the Gemara quotes, and let's learn it in full. The post says, the whole, Many nations will go, and they will say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of Hashem, to the house of the God of Ya'akoy, and let him, he will teach us, Hashem will teach us of his ways, The and we will walk in his pathways. That's the boss. Now the postok is talking about the Beit Hamikdash Hashlishi, the third Beit Hamikdash, which will be rebuilt in the time of Moshiach, and that in fact will be called a baiz, a house, because it's permanent. But why is it that this designation of the third base Hamikdash as a house? is written in the context of many nations saying, come, let us go up to the house of Hashem. What's the connection between the fact that the Beit Hamikdosh is permanent and the fact that many nations will want to travel there? The end of that post is a long post. So what I quoted, what was quoted in the stich until now is the first part. The book ends with the famous words, ki mitzion toira, because from Zion will go forth, toira, teaching, u Hashem, and the word of Hashem will go forth from Yerushalayim. Now, those words, ki mitzion toira, form the last sentence, of the Ato we which is it before Hakofas. As a matter of fact, the sticha was said as part of a Simchas Torah Fabrengen in explaining, as the Rebbe often did on Simchas Torah, explaining the psukim, which we recite before Hakofas, the psukim of Ato So this is the end of these. <laughs> the last of the 17 sukim which are recited. Ki mitzio. As we see, it's actually a fragment of a posuk. It is the last part. Now we've seen the beginning of the postuk that many nations will say, let us go up to the house of Hashem, and Hashem will teach us of his ways. Ki, because Mitzio in taste. Torah will go forth from Tzioin and the word of Hashem will go forth from Yerushalayim. Now, how is it that the the nations coming to the Beit Tamikdosh and desiring to learn from of Hashem's Torah it's because it comes forth from Zion or from Yerushalayim? How is that a spur for them to want to embrace Tashem's teaching? We also need to understand the double expression. From Zion will go forth Torah, and from Yerushalayim will go forth the word of Hashem. It seems to be a repetition But, as often happens in poetic language in Tanakh, different words are used to express the idea in different ways, and not just repeated. So the repetition, simply speaking, would seem to be for for emphasis, but instead of a straightforward repetition, it's repeated in different words for the beauty of the language, but... Everything in Tay is precise, it cannot be just a poetic form. Even when it comes to poetry, Mamish, the Shira, the songs in Tanakh, Rashi always finds a reason for the repetition of words or phrase or phrases. So here too, we have several things which are repeated. We have uh, the, the nation saying we will go to the house of Hashem. He will teach us of his ways. We will walk in his pathways. And the reason for that is because from Zion comes forth Torah and from Yerushalayim comes forth the Dvar Hashem, the word of Hashem. So why all this repetition? Says the Rebbe, let's understand first the difference between the the term Torah and the term Dvar Hashem. The Gemara says in Mestech the Shabbos that Dvar Hashem Zu Haloch. The word of Hashem most specifically refers to Haloch. Torah, however, is, generally speaking, all the teachings of the Torah, whether they are the final halacha or whether they are the exploration of the halacha, the arguments about the halacha, the first a priori ideas before we come to the conclusion of what the halacha is, all of them are, are designated as Torah. And when a person learns the Idea which first enters the mind of a Tana or an Amoira before he comes to his conclusion. He's certainly learning Torah. He can say thanking God for giving us his Torah when he learns that discussion, which doesn't remain so. It is rejected afterwards, and the final rule, final ruling is different, but nevertheless. This whole discussion is Torah. So Torah is a broader range, and it includes the opinions of diverse stages, diverse uh, avenues of logic. All of them are embraced by the term Torah. And generally speaking, it means the way people attempt to understand Hashem's will. But... Dvar Hashem is like the final word. That's halocha. So that's the difference between the two terms, Torah on the one hand, and Dvar Hashem on the other. Now we find that the two, the one is which is the discussion of what Hashem wants. And the other, the final ruling, the halacha, are not only different in terms of a person's approach that a person attempts to to arrive at an understanding of what Hashem wants, and all that is included in the term Torah, but Dvar Hashem is the final analysis, the final ruling. So that's the difference in the way a person approaches it. But even more, they are different in terms of the godly power or the godly level from which they issue forth, respectively. Concerning disagreements in matters of Torah, the Gemara says, "Elu Bo Eilu, Divrei, Elikim, These and those, the words of Beishamai and the words of Beishilel. Are both the words of the living God, which is written in plural, Alekim Chayim, rather than kale Chay, which would be the singular. What Alekim Chayim? So the altar Rebbe explains in his introduction to Tanya that Alekim Chayim means the plurality of divine powers which gives rise to a plurality of possibilities, many possibilities, in understanding what Hashem wants. So all the different opinions and possibilities have a source within godliness, but that's elekim chayim. However, the Gemara also says on the Posuk, where the the, uh, the the uh, Melech Dovid at the time, an assistant to King Shaul. When Dovid Amelech, not as a Melech, but yet as a young man, is described to King Shaul, he's described as Vahashem Imoy, and God is with him. God, in this case, the name is Yud Kei Vov K, the Shemo the ineffable name of Hashem. When, when we say that Hashem is with him, what does it mean? That he arrives at the correct conclusion of Aloha. So again, alekim Chaim is plural and it embraces a diverse range of opinions and ideas of people attempting to understand Hashem's will. But Havaye which is the Shem HaMethoi uh, the explicit name of Hashem, the Shem HaMiyucha, uh, the unique name of Hashem, which is beyond the division possibility of the dividing, that relates to halacha and therefore it is not possible to be divided to have alternate possibilities in the one halacha. In the final ruling of halacha. Now when we talk about Torah and Dvar Hashem, Torah includes all the different possibilities and Dvar Hashem is the final conclusion. So that is lines up with me. in which is the plurality, the diversity of opinions and ideas in studying Torah that issues forth from Sion. Dvar Hashem issues forth from Yerushalayim. And the Rebbe explains that, of course, Tian and Yerushalayim are two names for the same place. However, they indicate different characteristics. The name Yerushalayim, the Gemara tells us, is a combination of two words, Yire Olehim, complete and perfect Yiro, fear of heaven, complete and, and perfect beetle, self nullification toward Hashem. Zion is also a lofty name. It indicates a signpost is a Zion. What it means in terms of a person's avoidance Hashem is that he, by his character and behavior, he becomes a signpost, a likeness to those characteristics and behavior of Hashem. He reflects Hashem's characteristics. But in this case, he's not entirely nullified. He is the being in his own right with his character and his personality, but they're good traits. Personality traits which reflect Hashem. That's the difference between Zion and Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim indicates total nullification. Zion, a person who is in a good state of being, and he he acts, and he is his character is God-like. But he's not totally nullified. And that's what the post says. Kimizion teiro. Toiro with all its diversity goes forth from zion, which is a person's character and his ideas, where, where he's trying to understand what Hashem wants but it's his understanding of what Hashem wants and therefore will reflect the diversity between people and therefore embraces all the different facets of Torah, even the disagreements. That Torah, which comes forth from Zion, but Dvar Hashem, that comes forth from Yerushalayim, from total self-nullification before Hashem. In order for a person to arrive at a correct he needs to nullify himself because of his concern that what he's going to say will be accepted as Hashem's word, the final ruling on the matter. He's more than usually concerned Every time a person studies Torah, he's concerned that he should say the right thing, understand the right way, but it doesn't come close to the concern of a person who's about to issue a halachic ruling and know, knows that the listener will act on that ruling. That gives them an altogether different level of concern and desire to be correct in his ruling. That comes from Yerushalayim, absolute nullification. The rabbit goes into an explanation of the why at the end of the At-hore-sto we say which is only part of an part of that long post that was quoted at the beginning of this, tzikhe, so that we can understand that it's because only that part of it is relevant to the introduction to Hakophis. It describes Torah. But why? Add the word "key." The, the key in the original, because in the original, explains why will all these nations flow to Jerusalem. They will merge and gather to Jerusalem because the word of Hashem comes from there. But if we're taking only the part of the post that describes Torah mitsiyon teitzei toiro odvar Hashem Yerushalayim Toiro goes forth from ziyon and the word of Hashem from Yerushalayim. Why add the word ki at the beginning? The Rebbe explains that it's actually the reason key is not referring to what the posuk in its original context is talking about, namely... The gathering of all the nations to Yerushalayim in time to come, but it refers to the previous postuch in the Elomim. Your kingship Hashem is the kingship, is the sovereignty over all the worlds, and your dominion. The whole doir vadoir extends over every generation. Now the Rebbe lines up the idea of melucha, kingship or sovereignty, which which happens when the people willingly accept the king as a sovereign. The Rebbe lines that up with tziyon and with Toiro. And the idea of dominion, where the person who's dominated doesn't even have a stay in the matter, with the nullification that's characteristic of Yerushalayim, perfect fear, and with Dvar Hashem, the word of Hashem, which is final halacha, that goes together with Yerushalayim. We'll have to leave out the details of that part of the sticha because of time constraints. Coming back. The original post it says that many nations will flow like a river to Jerusalem, and they will say, let us go up to Yerushalayim, and let us where Hashem will teach us his, his, the, his ways, and we will walk in his pathways, because from Tian goes forth Torah, and the word of Hashem goes forth from Yerushalayim. That's the original posuk. And there the two line up like this. We will go to Yerushalayim where Hashem will teach us from his ways. There are many ways and Hashem will teach us. That refers to Torah and that, that is a reference to Zion with all the plurality and diversity of the different facets of Torah and Hashem's teachings. But when they stay, we will go to, to Yerushalayim be, um, and we will walk in his pathways. We will walk practically in Hashem's ways. That's the final ruling in Torah. They, they will go in Hashem's ways. That comes from Yerushalayim, the word of Hashem from Yerushalayim, and that is the total nullification before Hashem, that's characteristic of Yerushalayim. So the two things which the nations will say that they want to go for Hashem to teach them His ways refers to Kimiti in Te and we want to walk in His pathways refers to Dvar Hashem Yerushalayim. Now, says the Rebbe, the posuk in its original setting was said about the time to come, when Mashiach will come, then all the nations will want to go to Hashem, to learn from him, to go in his pathways. That's the specific meaning of the posuk. But in a more general way, throughout history, there have been times which have been more characteristic of Zion, and times which are characteristic of Yerushalayim, times which are characteristic of Torah, and times which are characteristic of Dvar Hashem, what are those times? So we find the difference between the first Beis Tamiktosh, when godliness shone forth clearly, openly, And the avoidas Hashem of a yid was mainly in a way of ahavo, of love, and willingly we served Hashem with a will, which gave a certain pleasure in our avoidas Hashem, as opposed to the time of golus, when godliness is not apparent and present clearly. And then the avoidas Hashem is more of one of Yira of fear and the self-nullification. That's the general difference between the time of the Beit Tamigdosh and the time of golos But even when the Beit Tamigdosh stood, there were two and they too had a subtle A difference between them not as pronounced as the difference between the time of mikdosh and the time of golos but nevertheless there's the difference between them in the time of the first based on mikdosh Hashem's presence was much more visible there was the orn hakoidesh and many of the holy things which were not present we'll talk about them in a moment in the second based Tammygdash, they were present. In the first Based Tamikdosh, So Hashem's presence came through more clearly. So then the Avoid is an Avoid of Avo, like Sioin. Whereas in the second based Mikdosh, when the Orin hakoidish was no longer there, it had been hidden. And the the, the, the uh, there were five things the staff of Moshe Rabbeinu that he placed, which was an indication of Arna Cohen's priesthood, and the Mon, um, the Tintenest Hamon, the Jar of Mon, was also missing in the second base. amygdala. five things were lacking, which indicated that in a general way, <clears throat> the second based amygdala was not a time of clearly visible presence of Hashem like the first one. So, relative to the first based amygdosh, this was a time of Kabola's oil and an Abodist Hashem of Yireh. It's a time when Hashem was not there as a melech. But as a Moshel, not as the sovereign, but exercising his dominion. That's the difference between the, the three periods based on versus Golos and the two periods of the based on the first based on and the second based on and now we can come back to what we learned at the beginning of the Sikha that the three Bote correspond to the three Ovois, and the third base Tamigdosh had a particular connection to Yaakov Avinu. Abram Avinu's Avoida Tashem was along the pathway of Chestad, of kindness. It was an Avoida. Of love. And uh, his abode consisted of publicizing Hashem's name among all the people, and so that Hashem would be present and clearly known in the world, which is like the first Vaishnam. And that's why the first base Mygdosh has a special connection to Zion, Steinpost, visible representation of Hashem's presence, and it's related also to Torah, the diversity of understanding and, and relating to Hashem's will. Yitzchak avinu served Hashem with gevurah, severity and fear and awe, a reverent Kabola's oil accepting Hashem's discipline. And that was the characteristic of the second based as we learned earlier, an Avoida avire. And this is this relates to the aspect of Hashem his dominion, as opposed to his sovereignty, as we learned before. It relates to you, to Yerushalayim Yerusholeim, perfect fear, nullification, and it relates in Torah to the, to the Dvar Hashem, the Halacha. That was the two ovoids corresponding to the two bote Migdosh. Yaakov Avinu, the choicest of all the avos, is the Mid of Tiferes, the middle line, which embraces both Chested and Gevure, both love and fear he incorporated within his Hashem, the service of Avraham Avinu and the service of Yitzchak Avinu. That is the characteristic of the third Beit which will have the combination of both qualities, the ultimate revelation of Hashem, and on the other hand, the total nullification, it's Sion and Jerusalem. it is Torah and Varashem. and that's why it says that the people will say, let us go up to the Har Beis Hashem, the house of Hashem, and that is the characteristic of Yaakov, who called the base amikdo Abais. And this is why the ba'is, the house, as opposed to the mountain and the field, which was discussed at the beginning of the sticha, that Rav Abinu called the place of the Beit Tamikdosh, the mountain of Hashem, and Yitzchok, the field of Hashem. But Yaakov only called it a house because of the midah, the characteristic of Yaakov, is what endures. Every specific kav, different form of Aboidus Hashem, of one sort or another, has its opposition. It can be used in Aboidus Hashem or it can be used for the opposite, for non-godly, ungodly purposes. But the blend and the harmony of different midis doesn't have an equal in this titra achre, in the ungodly. And that's why it's forever. And which is why it's called a bais. And this is why, when it comes to the nations coming to the Betamiddish of the future, they will say that they're going particularly to the house of. Hashem, the house, Yaakov In order to affect someone else, one must be there in his words completely. It must be sincere, it must emanate from within, and only then does it penetrate without to another person. So in order to uh, to Impact the world, the nations, it's not good enough to be either in the line of theon or in the line of Yerushalayim, as great as each one is, but it's particularly the blend and the harmony of the two which impacts the world at large, so that they too want to come to the base of to be instructed by Hashem and to walk in his pathways.